<laughs> Welcome back, Planeswalkers, to another episode of The Hive Mind. Well, this one's a little bit different. This is The Hive Mind Live, but also The Buzz. This is the topical Magic the Gathering show where I invite uh, multiple Planeswalkers from across the multiverse to talk about all the crazy crap that's going on in this weird game full of cardboard. And I can't do this alone. So I, my name is John aka you know or have done whatever you want to call me and this is the maiden voyage this is episode one uh titled return to return to ravnica because that is the hot hot scoop that is uh that all the kids are talking about nowadays so first i want to uh introduce my special guests and i do have some barley and hops as well but we're not gonna we're gonna wait for that we're gonna slow roll that one uh but first we have plays walking in from texas you know him, you love him, the original uh, guest on The Hive Mind, Coach from the Card Bazaar. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Hey, what's up, guys? All that, and that's all I got. <laughs> that's all. That's Short all you get. Our maiden voyage. <laughs> Apparently, we're the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We we did uh, have to traverse, uh, you know. We we almost we hit a Eldrazi on the way. That's why we're you know thirty minutes late. But you know, I digress. We're okay. Uh, next up, planes walking in from Florida. Another veteran of the hive mind, Mister Zuby from Magic with Zuby, also of VCR Gaming. What's up, man? Not much, man. It's um actually pretty excited about doing this and doing another show with you. I'm excited to shoot the shit about Magic. Yes, shoot the shit we will, and I promise I'll stop screaming. And for the very first time, I'm just very excited to actually be up and running. For the very first time on the Hive Mind, making his uh, debut, uh, we have Mr. Johnny Slivers, blogger. He has his own channel as well from Kitchen Table Magic. Thank you so much for joining us from Vermont, sir. Thank you for having me. I, I think it's actually, we have moose-powered internet. I think that's what happened here. So it was the Yildrazi got into the moose bin, and it's all messed up over here. So I apologize. That's my fault. Hey, crazy, crazy all the time. That's how we run on this show. Now I'm going to move on to my special guest that's not alive. Um, this is a very special one called Pike. Uh, this is from Seattle, Washington. It's the Hive 5, and it's got bees on it. It was <laughs> made for this show. But, you know, thank you so much, Christian, that's from fantastic. Northwest Beverage. I know. I, I couldn't believe that. It's probably gross. But thank you again <laughs> for hooking this one up. So... Gentlemen, oh my God! You know, it's a you never get a group of planeswalkers like this in you know one room unless it's the shitty uh, gate watch. So this is a oh, monu <laughs> monumental event. So first question I want to ask uh, my group of planeswalkers is, who's got Magic Arena? I do. All right. So I do not. And I second that. I also do not. All right, so Zuby, you win. Uh, good night. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, real quick before we get into that, uh, Johnny, what are you drinking? Or and anyone? Oh, I, I'm I'm drinking. Um, Ooh, I can't wait uh, to go Long Trail Brewery. I don't know if you got this one up there on the camera. This is the double bag. It's the double alt beer. Um, they've got cows on there from back in the day when we had more cows than people here in the state. And uh, some might say it's utterly delicious in the name oh. of bringing it strong with the cow puns. Uh, Zoop, you got anything? You drinking anything? Oh, yeah. So I've got some nice purified water here from <laughs> a grocery store called Winn-Dixie. So it looks yellow. That's because I have a crystal light packet to make it taste like lemonade. Only the highest class on this show. Yeah, and Coach. Exactly. 
I cannot drink on school nights, so there's that. Summer's in two days, boys. <laughs> and you oh, will try days. to produce yeah. as much crap as possible for football season. Perfect. So, All right. All right. So, Zuby, since you are the only one with access who's cool enough to have access to Magic <laughs> Arena. cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's been out for a while, you know, kind of give us your, your report card. Grade the thing. You played Magic, you know, Magic Online. I think we all have. Yeah. How is this compared to it? You know, stick a grade on it. Or what are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? Um, so far, the biggest thing that they're doing right is you're actually playing authentic magic unlike the other previous magic duels games where you're limited on your deck building style so it's doing that right um games are actually a lot faster than say magic online or paper games um i think it has a lot of potential and um i don't like the economy aspect of it right now but we're only in beta so um it's just a lot of grinding and you can't really you know dust for singles or anything like that like you can on hearthstone um, and you can't buy singles, so you're kind of grinding for the decks you want to play, or you just spend a lot of money and ho hope you pull what you need. Yeah, and, and is is this the future of, of Magic the Gathering Online as opposed to MTGO? In your um, opinion, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to replace Magic Online in any way, shape, or form, especially if you're a competitive grinder, um, because. Like I said, since you can't go on and just buy a deck and play it, um, you're it's you're just going to be grinding for that deck. Um, I think competitive and pro players are going to stay away from it unless they're you know streaming it just to have fun. And um, sorry, it's just I see all these cars like stopping in front of my house. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right well, they, they know you're the only one that has access to Magic Arena. <laughs> Probably no, it's um, but um. Shit, lost my train of thought. Yeah, like what the fuck is going on? Another car <laughs> is pulling up to my. I may have to go outside and kick some people's asses or something. I don't know what's going on. But um, anyways, um, yeah. So I think it's going to be fine. Um, the biggest thing I'm excited about is five dollar drafts because limited is one of my favorite formats in Magic. So you know, I I, I will definitely be drafting way more on Arena than I will be on um magic online that's for sure and and uh, johnny and i know coach you've had mtgo because you and i played edh together with some really yeah. bad decks um but i oh, mean yeah. are you are you still playing mtgo and do you think that this is still going to be a thing as well like i with uh mtgo i think it was like you know it was it's still it's still got its fault i still think I don't know about y'all, but if y'all have ever played the Pokemon game, like that, that stuff is bonkers. So, and like just the interface and all the graphics and stuff. And then, um, what about what about everyone else? I, I mean, for me personally, uh, when it comes Magic Online is the way I have to go. Uh, I don't have the time to grind out games on Arena and Pauper is basically I don't want to dump a lot of money into the game either. So because I don't have the time to commit to grinding out with the Arena platform, 
um, proper is the way I have to go. And until Arena can get there, and I, I can't imagine it's going to happen anytime very soon, uh, I really can't get into Arena at this point. Unless, you know, down the road, maybe I'll pick it up and I'll play the, the freebie stuff, but it's not going to be, like, competitive. And and really, I, I'm really enjoying proper my, right now. So that's where I go. I go to MitGo to, to get to my format. So that's where yeah. I'm standing right now. And we were just talking about this offline, Zuby. You said that, um, or I asked if you could do uh, EDH on on Arena, and I guess right now you can't. But there no. there is going to be some kind of update with Brawl, right? Yeah, eventually down the road. I know they're focusing on standard and getting limited down. But um, I like everybody else has said. It's I understand. I'm not going to be spending a lot of money on it except to play drafts, because like I said before, ten dollar or five dollar drafts is you can't beat that. Essentially. No, that's that's yeah. But yeah, is is, is that that's amazing? Is that just the the entry level to get people hooked on the stuff, or is that going to be <laughs> the future? <laughs> I, I I don't know, but it's um it's pretty much the same as Magic Online drafts. You keep what you draft. There's no phantom drafts or anything like that. So I mean, it, it, your cards are worthless essentially, but you still have the chance of being able to draft you know, for a deck that you eventually want to build. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, j just playing it a little bit, would you, what, what would you give it as far as a grade goes? And what would you give MTGO? Um, so if you've listened to my podcast, you know how much I hate Magic Online, even though I do play a lot of it. Because <laughs> it's, I, I play a lot of EDH on Magic Online and Popper when I get in the mood. Those are the main two formats I play on there. So what I would grade Magic Arena if we're going on an actual like school grading scale, I'd probably give it a, a B right now, a good solid B. It has a lot of potential, um, but we're still in beta and we just have to realize that things are going to change. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I, I think the thing is, or we all give Magic a lot of crap, and we all give Watsy a lot of crap for things, but it seems like, it, it does seem like Arena is is going, to, it, it seems like it's coming from a good place. It's like Duels of the Planeswalkers, but yeah. like kind of, you know, what you wanted that to be, you know. Duels of the Planeswalkers looks amazing, and it's great, and it's probably the best tutorial. I think that's the best way to learn magic right like any anybody that hasn't even picked up cards yeah i would extreme basics the, yeah it's a very good magic duels on steam is a very good to learn the extreme basics of the game i agree and, and this is just that but but uh, kind of amped up and that's good and are they late to the party absolutely um you know they they should have been doing this a long time ago yeah exactly i mean we we, we know wizards isn't known for the, being in the good digital format or digital space. I mean, look at D and D. I mean, <laughs> that's a good example too. Coach, do you do you like crave functionality or aesthetics more? Functionality. I'm more of like it. This needs to like happen now, or this needs to like run smoothly. So, but like I, you know, that because if it doesn't function, then it's like then then what's the point of it? It might look good, but it's like, yeah, it needs to work. Like like Pokemon, for instance, like like I just mentioned, like it's got it's got a little bit of both. Like it's aesthetically pleasing, but it also like those are fast games on there. So it's like I wish MTGO would be updated for that like particular style. So but yeah, it needs to function first. 
But I mean, and all these other formats and all these other games, they, they've kind of had their cake and eaten it too. And it's just, it's a little disheartening that, that a game that the, the first game in its, in its kind uh, took the longest to kind of get its ass in gear, but it, it, it does seem promising on the horizon for, you know, magic uh, online and everything like that, or, you know, just magic in general, it, the digital for, uh, uh, platform but yeah. let's talk about some stuff that magic did do right and this year it was all about the nostalgia it was we're going back to dominaria you know all, it tugged on all the old men's heartstrings right <laughs> uh, the collective uh, uh age of this group i think is over a, a century old so we were all happy right oh, yeah let's do an extra plus <laughs> um so yeah johnny let's let's go to you first what did wizards do right about dominaria what did they do wrong do you like i mean has this been a great set for you i i honestly haven't had a chance to play a lot of dominaria just because of scheduling but looking at the cards and i, I looking just looking at the feel is old school and i i think a big piece of this has to do with the fact that they brought richard garfield back but i think not just because you know i think a lot of people here Richard Garfield, and then they think he's this legend that's hermetically sealed in some glass case with a little hammer and a sign says, break in case of R&D emergency. <laughs> but he's, Richard Garfield's been, like, you hear about this, he's been designing games for the last 25 years. And I think what happens when someone like Richard Garfield comes in, you've got somebody who can step away from the game. He's not too close to the game and he can see it from a different angle. So what you get is a different perspective and, and a different kind of i don't know source of of background to draw on to kind of try new things and try look at the game differently and i think what might happen with a lot of the r d people and i'm assuming here so you know if when the people at the wizards are working on magic exclusively or they've worked on it for so long that that's like that's their their kind of gem that they look through that's their scope they don't necessarily they, they're too close to it and it's good to have somebody come in from outside so they can bring a different perspective and throw some different ideas at them and I, I think not just that it's Richard Garfield but I think because he does other game designs that helped strengthen the game for this set and I think it's a model that they should look at I think not just him but other game designers from outside of Magic I think it'd be great to bring them in on the R&D teams just to work on a couple of sets and to get some different perspectives and I, I think it's like it brings fresh blood in with without having anyone need to go. It's just a matter of adding another body that can bring in a new new perspective. And he's, I also think, got a, uh, he's also got a PhD in math, so that kind of helps too. So yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping the R&D team at Wizards took notes while he was there because I, I think there's a lot to be learned from that experience and I hope it carries forward into the next sets. I mean, we're gonna get into talking about Battlebond and I, I'm seeing some of the, the reprints coming out of that and the way they're designing it. I think we're seeing some of that carry over into future sets. Um, at least I'm hopeful for it. So I think because the way the flavor worked on Dominaria, I think that played a big part in its success I think because you had this outside perspective coming in and helping kind of fine-tune the math on it, that helped the set. And I think that's why it's so popular, not just for nostalgia, but because it's a solid set. So, you know, that's that's my two cents on Dominaria. It's, it's a perfect breakdown as far as, especially coming from like a design kind of point of view on it to get that, that old new blood back in. Because everything, every time they brought in Richard Garfield, it's always been a home run. Uh, Innistrad, I think they brought him in. Yeah. Uh, you know, every time they did it, there was a reason why this man created the game. Um, but going just from a, a purely play uh, play mechanics and all that, Zuby, what, what do you think about uh, Dominaria 
as opposed to the the sets, the kind of dumpster fires that have been coming out. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I, I will say this before I start getting into my thoughts. I am sad, John, that our little red letter media skit can no longer be useful. <laughs> that, you I, that you and I helped create. It's um, it's sad because you and I. Well, I, I, I more started, but you you gave me the idea to create a little red letter media skit, a half in the bag type thing to because we I mean, honestly, I thought Dominaria was going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah, to be we, we both did. Absolutely. Yeah, because of Ixalan. Now, Ixalan, I liked flavor wise and I love the story of Ixalan, but the actual cards and playing it in limited and sealed and what it did for standard, I didn't enjoy it all one bit. So coming after that and then getting Dominaria was definitely like, oh shit, they need to hit it out the park. And I feel like they did. I have not had this much fun playing sealed and draft since God, maybe cons of Tarkir. Um, and that's been what, four years ago now, I think God, it's four years. Oh my God. I think it hasn't been four years. Cause it uh, came right out after M15. And that, M15. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is four years. That's when coach started. Yeah. Holy crap. Four years already. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've been having a ton of fun with the set. It's a very fun, powerful set. Um, it's definitely changed standard. I mean, I know you had the little tweet you talked about where standard is getting expensive, and yeah, it's. I talked about that mm -hmm. on my podcast as well. It's it, it is getting more expensive, but those are kind of cards you don't need to play in order to play, you know, decent decks, yeah, and all that. But it's. I think it's just all around a very fun set very fun to draft um it's made standard fun again it's injected some new life into standard it's not we're not playing just the same two decks again even though it is going to evolve to the same two decks after the pro tour but that's beside the point um <laughs> but i mean overall i i'm i love it i i, I bought seven boxes and two bundles and i want more <laughs> And King of Jank, uh, King of Jenks in the chat, he said Karn or bust, and, and, and you know that <laughs> kind of referring to the tweet, uh, the tweet I made uh, that Con Conley and I kind of got into a, a, a very civil, friendly kind of argument. Not even really an argument because I agreed mostly with what he said. I'm just, it just makes me sick. And when I had, you know, name drop, and when I had the professor on uh, a couple weeks, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> shots fired. I know. No, but when I had him on, we were both kind of, uh, you know, he was talking more about the price of EDH uh, and and them raising prices for the, the pre-con EDH decks. And it's just, you know, when you buy any other kind of board game, you buy, uh, uh, you know, any kind of video game, especially even if it's from like EA, you know, you buy Battlefront and, and you're buying a, a game that's 25% of the whole story, right? Then you have to keep buying the DLC or, or any of your, you know, shooter games now. I understand it's pay to play as you go. And, and that's, it's kind of expected at this point. But when, you know, a piece of cardboard is worth $60 and, and you're allowed to have four in there, you know, I, and, and I get what you guys are saying. You don't have to run it because the, the format right now is so diverse and you could do kind of some other decks and, and stuff like that. But, you know, you, sh you should be able to. You should be able to not spend more than 20, 25 bucks on a card at most to, to for a single card. And that's, that's you know, you still have to buy the rest of the, the land base, the mana base, and all that ridiculous shit. So that, that's where I was yeah. kind of coming from. And, you know, yeah, I, but I, you're diving into a whole another dangerous topic here <laughs> when it comes to finance because right. it's, I would completely disagree with you on that. Even, okay. even though I don't like paying those high prices at all, don't get me wrong. I hate having to pay, you know, 
$400 for a dual land, you know, $60 for a planeswalker and all that stuff. But it's the reality of the situation we live in with this game. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that could be a whole podcast on its own. <laughs> hey, on, on the next time on the buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think out of Dominaria, I think the two cards that got me, uh, I looked at it and was like, that card's going to do something. Karn, anybody can look at Karn and be like, but it's it's a colorless planeswalker right. that I'm waiting for someone in modern or legacy to break. Like, if as soon as someone, I compared it to something like Shaharazad because the way I look at it, you're, once Karn hits, your opponent's playing against three hands. It's the one they don't know. It's the one they choose for now, and the one they choose they put on layaway. And, and that's that's like yeah. almost like it puts. It's a big head game. It, you can draw a lot of information out of your opponent just based on what they're picking, and and, and it's a huge. There's a lot to it. I think it's a complex card to do something like that in eternal format, and I'm certainly not an expert on those, but I see Karn as having potential as being like a turn one planeswalker in those kinds of formats. And like the other card, because I play Pauper, the other card I love was the Gitu Lava Runner because that's the common level goblin guide. It's because there it is. Um, so those are, you know, but yeah, I think, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, Karn. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, and real quick, because I want to get your your thoughts on this coach to, you know, Dominary in general, but just before we move on, maybe it's not inherently the problem with the prices then. Maybe the problem is, why would what you know especially coming off of you know we, we mentioned colorless uh thopter and then you go emercool those are you know the thopter wasn't your big you know post it wasn't on the poster so to speak yeah. um but emercool was and it's uh, it, they always get in trouble with these damn colorless you know artifacts or planeswalkers or eldrazi you know eldrazi completely broke the modern format for for a while in Battle for Zendikar when, when that came out. So Eldrazi it's like Winter. Eldrazi Winter. Why the hell would they think it okay to print a four casting cost colorless planeswalker that you could literally slot in any deck? I, I don't know. It's just so maybe not so much like, yeah, okay, the, the price is gonna go up, the secondary market is gonna eat that up and charge out the A because that's uh, obviously a broken card. Yeah. But the on the other hand, I'm gonna feel bad when everyone is is buying into it. And then it gets banned in, in you know next month. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it it has the potential of being banned, like you said. But it's Watsy makes these kind of cards, like you say, Emrakul, and you know both Emrakuls actually to sell sets. It's um, you know, and plus they can't. And we knowing Watsy's record, they aren't the best at predicting the future as well, because uh, they didn't see Eldrazi Winter coming. Obviously, they didn't see um Sahili Ray combo in standard. So, is it, it as uh, nefarious as a bait and switch in your guys' opinion? Is it? Hey, look at no. this big powerful thing. You know, sell sell the boosters, sell the sell the boxes. No, because not everybody book. plays standard. No, I I agree. I think I think what's happening is it's just a matter of they they focus on their draft and standard format. I I think that's kind of their mode, and I think that's maybe like this process. They put it up on the whiteboard. This is what they're focused on, and I think they're in this weird dicey situation where they can't talk about secondary market because as soon as they start talking, maybe because if they talk about eternal formats in R and D, then they're talking about secondary market. I don't know what the legal tie-in is there, but. That I think that might be part of it, and when they have to laser, f and they're putting out so much product, so they're doing development on all kinds of things at the same time. I'm sure. So you've got 
Yeah, how much time right. do they have to actually look ahead and back and, and figure this out? Yeah, I think I don't think it's malicious. I think it's just the nature of they're in this mode. They're focused on standard and draft, and that's that's where they go. And then you get these, and they go into ban mode, and it's kind of I don't know. It's I don't know what the answer is for that one, but would I don't this, think it's like malicious. Would this card be a sixty dollar card if it was printed in a supplemental product? Yes. Yeah, I if. If it finds finds a home anywhere in Modern or Legacy, you better believe it. Yeah. Yeah, and we already yeah. know that it's seeing play already in Legacy and Modern. So yeah, I I, I would hundred percent think it would be a sixty dollar card if it was printed in Battle Bond today. Okay. Yeah. And and then it'll end up going to a hundred plus once it's out of print because if yeah. it's going to Legacy and Modern, it's yeah, it's a four mana colorless planeswalker. Are you kidding me? <laughs> all right coach you've been on the sidelines uh, well i mean you're used to being on the sidelines zing got him uh yeah so you know you're how much experience have you had drafting the format playing constructed in the format do you like how much do you like or dislike Dominaria at this point? Uh, really, like, just looking through, I like the set so far. But really, the only big plays that I'm using Dominarian cards is for Commander. So, like, I'm using the Mox Amber because oh, I'm okay. running Super Friends, attracts a Super Friends. And then I'm also using the Thran, Tempor uh, Thran Temporal Gate, which yeah. is the four where you also pay for and tap, and you get a legendary permanent out which when you're running all planeswalkers essentially that's just oh soren grim nemesis four and it's instead of paying for six or um like ugin or the other big karn just slot four man out boom there's your big pieces right there so okay. yeah that that card is ridiculous and i freaking love the thing Dude, um, another ridiculous card that's really good for edh helm of the host yeah i was oh, looking yeah. at it yeah, that card's disgusting. <laughs> and, uh, I do enjoy both uh, EDH flavor coming out. <laughs> um, Kevin Rogue Deck Builder, uh, he sent me since I'm a Patreon, so I get like, I guess monthly like envelopes of cards. And so one of the cards he sent me was Teferi, and I was looking at, it, I was like, wow, like this is, oh, this is nice. So like my first physical cards were from Kevin. Weirdly enough, because I haven't bought like a booster box yet. I bought like not, like yesterday. I bought like um, I guess the fat pack or the bundle, and yeah. so I got like some decent cards. But still, Teferi is like my best card, and that was from Kevin like like two weeks ago. So rogue deck builder brag. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> no, I love I love me some Kevin, but yeah. So I mean. Okay, so so then let's you know Dominaria. It sounds like you know unanimously at the table, unanimously. This beer is not very good, uh, by the way. So if if this was made for the show, yeah, not not so, not so nice. Uh, I still love you, Christian, but um, <laughs> if it uh, okay, so on the other end, you know, it sounds like we all agree that Dominaria is great uh, flavor wise it, it hit all the notes it hit all the the tasting profiles uh and we all ate it up it's, it's great stuff uh arguably with some expensive four colored planeswalkers but we will move on from that um so why are we only staying there for a year it's just like uh we, we only had a certain amount of in the budget to keep richard garfield you know sitting in the room or but why, why move on and now you know from something so amazing 
uh, go to return to return to Ravnica for three sets. Nostalgia. I, I wouldn't even say nostalgia. I, I mean, if you read the magic story, it makes sense why we're going back to Ravnica. Yeah. I mean, that 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 to me is the biggest reason why. And um, and like I said, we also have to remember, like Johnny was saying earlier, that they plan these sets for like years ahead. of Like, I think about two years ahead of time. So mm -hmm. they've already planned this story out, too. And yeah, it does feel like we just left Ravnica and we're going back to it. And we're going to be there for three sets now. Um, so I, I'm excited about it, but I'm also a little like, am I going to get sick of Ravnica? <laughs> right. Too? Um, I'm a little worried about that. I think we're on a golden opportunity, man, because uh, we're going to Ravnica. Guess what? It is also election season, too, for the, the states. So we're going to have to... Oh, I vote say, for who, who wants to be our political campaign that we're supporting for some of the guilds or Ravnica? Do we have to destroy Jason and his image and start putting Bolas's picture up a little bit more? So <laughs> Are I, we finally going to fill I, that cabinet? We, 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 we definitely have to destroy the Orzov guild. Uh, <laughs> no one puts baby in the basket. In the basket? Oh my god. I'll, I'll go back you, to my You dinner. don't have the coffers. Niv Mezit. Dirty. Mezit is going to destroy the Orzov guild. Just hey, be like, why don't you just <laughs> twist the knife while you're at it, too? <laughs> Have you seen Tesa? She has wonderful tracts of land. <laughs> I'm offended. Hey, that is a Monty Python reference. Uh, I know. I old know. people should have gotten it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's yes, uh, Ravnica, it's like going back to Disneyland again. But I mean, at least for me, I'm just like, I I, I never thought that I would, while we were in return to Zendikar, uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to the next plane. And then we went to return to Innistrad. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what's next. I'm in Innistrad. This is my favorite plane of all time. I'm a horror fan. I'm, I should be eating all this up. And I just started feeling fatigued and it might've been because yeah, it, it, all felt I, the I same. It, was more, it was more Eldrazi. Um, I will say shadows over Innistrad felt better flavor wise. And then when we got to Eldritch moon, when they're like, Oh my God, it was Eldrazi all along. It's sort of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we knew hey, it was. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't bash the Eldrazi because they were, remember they were trying to get away from the gate watch in the first place. And, they needed to find another home and oh no know, I, I know that it's it's just if you came out rusty sympathizers <laughs> like they're just getting, and then they and then they go over to kaladesh and they're trying to run away and tezzeret's trying to protect them and then the gate watch is like bam 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 what the hell is going on i mean like i know was just trying to to regulate the um aether he wasn't this trying is, to do anything bad yeah, yeah. You know? this is why Bolas as president, absolutely. <laughs> narrative is quite intriguing. Sad. <laughs> this is hey, it's it's election season. I just became the government teacher for the high school I'm working for, so it is now open season for Jace. Let's uh, <laughs> well, and hey, we, uh, Jace did get a lot cooler during Ixalan. Let's hope they keep that up. I, I think I think Coach is, is is showing his true colorless at this point. I, I, Ooh. I do. I am because now we don't Ooh. have any colors apparently, John, because Orsoff's been destroyed. Oh my <laughs> god. Thank God. I mean what? <laughs> 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 
visit and Tisa are the only ones that are still around from the from the early sets. All right, there's a reason that Tisa's a fan a, a, a fan favorite. Rather, uh, you know, come on, no, no one. There's no dissolution on who owns that that whole plane. You know, y'all y'all got to pay the bills. It's death and taxes. That's the only thing assured of. You know, in life and death. And Orzov will be there for you Man. in any life uh, that you might have now or after. While Niv Mezit laughs. <laughs> I do love me some is it though. Don't tell don't tell Tasa. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just clapping, man. That's um well I'm just, and I'm and I'm writing the like right now I'm writing the guild pack script I'm writing the guild pack script. Um so like I was look, looking into more about Tasa because when they get to Guild Pack they are adding I think Gruel, Orsoff, and I forgot what the other guild that they added because they added three. So they start off with four, the middle set's three. And then dissension should be the last three, so that's where I'm looking more into Taza. So now I'm just getting lazy and trying to not finish Guild Pack anytime soon. So it's just like because I got I still have to finish, and you know my job just got a whole lot easier because Vera from Dark Enter, Dark Titan Enterprises she did the voicing, so we got script voicing, and now my lazy ass just needs to finish the actual video so we can get Ravnica up. And a decent time when Ravnik is still on everyone's minds. Oh, by the way, here's actually what originally happened. We'll so. be there for three years, Coach. We'll be fine. I'm not going to be there for three years. Three I, I, got, I, got, three I got some thoughts on Ravnica. I just Ravnica breaks down nice and easy into two sets. And I feel like, you know, we can get into the announcement video, but we're like they're talking about this third set, something big's going to happen. I don't know. I think they might blow it up or do something insane. Like, um, I don't, I don't know. I just, for me, Raven going back to Raven a third time. And I wrote about this one last week. It was, it's this now when it comes to like theme cubes, I feel like that's where this matters. Theme cubes, Ravnica theme cubes has so much to work with now. Anyone there? Hello? No. We're here. Oh, okay. We're it looks like the screen froze. I need to lay off the sauce. All right. Um, but the, but you know, you're talking about of all the worlds that the set that Magic has been to, Ravnica, we're going to three times. That's a humongous card pool. And they needed that for any kind of a theme cube because you go to the original Ravnica, that happened after Mirrodin. And that was one of the biggest drops in player base in Magic history. Because no, you mean just, Kamigawa. Well, Kamigawa, it was Mirrodin that killed it. And then yeah. that Kamigawa, I think, is like between Mirrodin and Ravnica. And the player base just fell out, almost bottomed out entirely. And that was one of those times where it looked like magic might actually die. But it, it, thank God it held on. And But there wasn't a lot of players buying the pack. So you don't have as much original Ravnica in circulation. So if you're going for Ravnica-themed cube, you got to kind of fight and claw for some of those, those original Ravnica cards. Now that we have a third installment coming up, I, I think that's going to help. If any, I don't know how relevant theme cubes are, but if you want to do a Ravnica theme cube, it's going to get a lot easier in 2019. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I mean, I am extremely excited about returning to Ravnica because, I mean, RTR is is probably my standalone favorite set of all time. It had a fantastic draft. It had this is the best standard uh, with M13 and Innistrad and all that. It just had a very diverse format. And I don't know if it's the color combinations, the, the guilds where they kind of, they tend to lend that because, you know, it, all, all the color combinations are, are featured prominently. And, and I guess it's just like for control players, there's going to be some kind of, 
blue white because there's Azorius or, or Demir, you know, with blue black. Um, <sighs> if, if you want to play uh, aggro, there's going to be some kind of aggro strategy probably with Anaya. Um, so I, I, I always think, at least in theory, uh, I think that it's going to be a nice diverse format, and I think that Dominaria is going to be a nice uh, companion piece to it. It's just, it just, you know, I, I do a lot of movie stuff, and it just feels at this point that every time that we're just returning to things a lot quicker now. Um, and it just, it almost seems like we're rebooting the reboots at this point. And I just don't want them to just kind of keep treading water and, and stick in the mud. Well, is it also maybe because you're getting older and the passage of time is getting quicker? Man. <laughs> Children do that. I mean, I mean, well, no, seriously, like no, I, I started audio. playing magic. What? I lost audio. I, I didn't hear any of that. I lost audio. No, no, no. Uh, I, I asked about how old you are. Uh, no, no, no. I, I asked, do, do you think it's because you're getting older and the passage of time is getting quicker? <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's what it is. And, just, um, yeah. Well, well, no, because think about it. It's it already been four years since cons, and, you know, how far apart was original Ravnica to return to Ravnica? Huge. I like can, 10, I, 10, 12 years or something. It wasn't 10, 12 years, was it? I thought so. What, for return to Ravnica? No, original oh, no. Ravnica to return to Ravnica. Uh, 2005, 2006. About to 2011, right? So 2005, so yeah, it's so original Ravnica. 2006, and then return to Ravnica was 2012, so about six years. Okay. So and now we just went four years, so uh, I mean, you, yeah, it was quicker. Tell me something. I just had a question. Now, Wait, I remember... Um, Years ago, it used to be they used to drop three sets a year. Now, when did they like? Where are you? We're used to. I got used to like four sets a year. When no, I it's it's still four sets a year. From the beginning, it was four sets a year. I mean, back in nineteen ninety, old you had you had <laughs> basically alpha and then beta and all that stuff. But like yeah. the core set was once a year or or more. I think there were some lar longer stretches between. But if you know we're push, they push out more product. I'm wondering if it's because things have gotten condensed down. Like we see it every three months, we see a set. I, I don't right. know. Maybe I'm getting confused with like yeah, you know, that, it's been was. like that for a while now. It's been once a quarter we get a expansion set. I I think also there's there's pressure from the suits on high too to go with things that they know are going to work. I think that's a piece of what's happening here too. Uh, you know, they're, they're, this is the this is the 25th anniversary. We're going through the year of nostalgia. So yes, we got to hit the Dominaria, and then we're gonna go to a core set. Who knows? Maybe maybe M19 is gonna have a little more Dominaria flavor to kind of tie up loose ends on storyline. I hope so. Yeah, and well, and then like, uh, and then the other the other set that would have really been a big nostalgia draw for a big boom in the player base would have been Ravnica. Like, yeah, a lot of people showed up in Innistrad, but Ravnica, I, that's time frame where people you you can look you can look at Hasbro stocks, you can look at those numbers, and they you see the trend, you can see player growth like that big spike. That's it. That's where the player growth was happening, and around Ravnica, that's when you had a huge influx of people coming in to play the game again. And yeah, if this is the year of nostalgia, I'm not surprised that Ravnica is hitting on the 25th year. 
I'm just a little bit surprised that we didn't go. It just felt like a, a, if we are going to return to right after Dominaria, we didn't go to like, we didn't wrap up the storyline with new Phyrexia, right? Dominaria and Phyrexia are synonymous with each other. They're almost symbiotic. You know, they are symbiotic. So I, I figured that they were going to kind of wrap that up. And they've even teased, uh, I haven't really. Yeah, they, they did tease it in the story with Yeah, Karma. exactly. And I don't I don't follow it as much and as, and as heavy as I used to or as much as someone like a Saiban. Uh, but it is uh it, it just felt more natural to go right back to new phyrexia or even even you know well, completely convert ex or uh, uh subvert expectations and go to theros or something <laughs> well no i think i think what it is is they just want to wrap up the gatewatch storyline mm. is the biggest thing and they know like gate the gatewatch hasn't been the most well received you know group of people um i mean it's <laughs> it, it's, it's avengers Basically, Justice League. Yes, yeah. Avengers MTG Edition. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think Milo the Gathering was joking about how there's this new contract between uh, Hasbro and Blizzard to do the toys for Overwatch, and he was joking about having an Overwatch themed Magic set. So maybe that's oh, the uh, God, I hope new not. potential for. <laughs> I, I I would literally quit Magic if that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You stop yes, playing for I six would. months and keep your cards. Good God. <laughs> I I would quit. I would quit. I I would I would give I would give you Johnny my Legacy Elves deck. Oh, and, and, it, has Gaia, and it has Gaia's Cradle. Oh, <laughs> you're just gonna give that to me? Yeah, you'll be on my doorstep being like, so you know that deck I gave you? <laughs> no, if they ever printed an Overwatch theme, I'd be like, all right, I'm done. Now if they did a World of Warcraft theme. I'd, I'm I'm down for that. I'm just not a big fan of Overwatch anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it just, I, I don't want it to become, I don't want these sets and these, these settings to become uh, like Star Wars, you know, what Star Wars become. Uh, it's all about family, but more so we're getting a Star Wars every single year. So I don't need a Ravnica set every year because there is going to be, there, there's going to be that ceiling where it's just too much chocolate cake and we just got to move on to, to yeah. something new and interesting. And, and I get, and, and I, and I, you know, a for effort with Ixalan Jurassic park with, with pirates and vampires and twilight and all this, you, you gave everything, you know, it was, it was the kitchen sink of just pop culture and fantasy and, and everything. Um, well, I, I love the flavor of it, but the execution was bad. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think, I think I've got Ixalan solved on inspiration though. I, I, like what's it's a two-year lead time on development for a set yeah yeah and around 2015 i saw the cover of this kid's book for pirates and dinosaurs so it was like something something for the pirates i don't know it, it was basically <laughs> t-rex and it was pirates and i was like okay someone on r&d had a kid at that point so yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know what do you think coach i just want a set over rome already like just give me my rome set and i'll be happy <laughs> I am like every anytime I'm in history, that's what I like talking about. Just give like, me a Roman set for the love of God. I'm just the waiting Spartans for Spartans and shit. But yeah, they had, had Theros. Yeah, we had Theros, but we didn't have any Romans. We had we had those stupid Greek. Greeks. Oh, oh wow! I'm like fighting I'm stab, words. Yeah, stab Coach, tell Spartans. us how you really feel. I I am. I, I am just lost concerned. all. I just lost all my Greek subscribers. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's like I want my Roman set. I want the like the catapults and I want the people throwing the javelin. Shit, I'll make the set. 
Like, give me, <laughs> give me, give me the rights to this next upcoming expansion. Oh I God! All the 165 cards for a the next expansion. No, so it, I'll, it's I'll more because they're they're making nothing but large sets now, so it's more than 165. Let's go big or go home, baby. Yeah. Man. So two two sixty or bust. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, they did say, uh, you know, when when Theros came out, uh, Rosewater did say this is the Greek mythology set, and there is going to be a Roman theme set. He said there's going to be an Egyptian theme set, which we got in Amenhotep. We need a Norse mythology one. Yeah, exactly. All right. It, all right. Poor Amenhotep, man. That is just the stepchild of everything. You know, it, it came right I, after I crazy ass it. broken Kaladesh, uh, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it, it was still a really fun set to draft, and I loved the flavor of it. It was, just, it was great. I, I second that. I, I, one. I actually got to draft that. Yeah, it, it was a fun set to draft, even with Hour of Devastation. Um, it was, but you, you know what we're really, really missing here? And I know Rosewater said that we're going to be going back, you, you know, we're going back to all these planes for the next few years. We need some more original planes. Like a Roman set would be perfect, you know, Norse mythology one. I mean, make up some other fantasy crazy one. Like, I'm loving the flavor of Battle Bond. It's like WWE meets magic, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to get a return to Lorrowin? I mean, that's over. Oh, that, I wish I could have been around for Lorrowin. That looked like such a cool set. And that was when it was like the the player base wasn't as strong back then. So yeah. there aren't a lot of them around. It's just that's such a sweet card pool. I think that was the unofficial uh, return to Kamigawa, just with a new coat of paint on it, basically. No, uh, we, they can go back to Kamigawa and get it right this time. They could do something that interacts they, with they Arcane could. and they get could. it right. As I, I, I loved Kamigawa. It, that that's one of my that that was when I returned to Magic again after leaving after what seventh or eighth edition. And um, I came back, and I, I enjoyed Kamigawa. Yeah, it wasn't the best set, but I, I was so into ninjas and samurai at that time that I freaking loved it. Ted, Ted from Cardsphere in the chat says, uh, yes, Morrowind. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, my God. Womp, See, womp. That's very, why I'm proud to wear this hat. Very, very yeah, 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 Ted, when are we all getting Cardsphere hats? <laughs> I knew it was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magic with Zuby needs a card sphere hat. Oh Go. no! Sorry, Ted. Go run, run. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll happily wear that at, when I go to Grand Prix. Oh, there you go. I'll, well, I'll just send you mine when you go to a Grand Prix. We'll just we'll just make, make sure make sure <laughs> yeah, make sure it's not clean hat. and it's all dirty, full of sweat. Oh, like right now. Yeah. Yes, I oh. I'll happily wear it. I You're I won't wear a clean hat. Zuby, come on. <laughs> So, I mean, what, I guess this is kind of off topic, but what is the, the return to set that you guys most want to see? I think, Johnny, we'll start with you because I think you really want to go back to Kamigawa, it sounds like. I, Kamigawa, um, I don't know. <laughs> what I want to go, there's a big hole in my Magic the Gathering history. And, and like, I stopped around Urza Block and then I got back around M11, like, of that time frame. I guess. One of the ones that I missed, how about like one of the old ones after Urza that was underpowered because they were afraid they were going to break magic again and have oh, Mercadian. <laughs> yeah, like fix Mercadian masks. Go to some of the old school. Bring me bring me old school borders and white borders and I'll be happy just because I love to see that tilt. <laughs> Coach, where do you want to go? 
back to or back to uh, Arabia. Let's do it. Arabian, oh. Arabian Nights. Oh wow! Yeah, let's go. We we need an Aladdin reprint. <laughs> Magic carpets and all. It's not the reprint that we want, but it's the reprint that we deserve. As a community, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. <laughs> and Zuby, where, where do you um, want to go back to? No, I mean, it, I we're already in Dominaria, so I, I'd love to... So right. that's one of the sets that I'd love to return to. But if I had to choose, it'd have to be Kamigawa, honestly. it's I, I, I would love it. I'm not even going to say it to be contrarian, but I kind of want to go back to El Gratha. I want to know what happened to freaking Baron Singer. And that was the Innistrad before Innistrad. It, they Return to Homelands? Yeah. Okay. Return they can fix that lands. one, too. Yeah, right. I mean, I, mean I, I would love to see that. I can just imagine the the board meetings to be like, well, we want to return to this one set that almost killed our game. <laughs> Homelands didn't almost or, kill or was it, it was Fallen Empires, Empires that almost killed? Oh games. god, that was that was yeah, so it was bad. Fallen Empires. Um, so my bad. bad. I mean, um, got high tide and him to Torak, and and then it's it's so bad. <laughs> like yeah. multiple printings of the same card, and it was hot dumpster fire. Oh my god. <laughs> Not just dumpster fire, a very hot dumpster fire. Hot, hella hot. And uh, you know, to, to plug my bo my boy coach, you know, I, I did the the voice work for uh, the cards, the card uh, anthology series for Urza. I mean, Dominaria almost killed it. Uh, freaking Mirrodin almost killed Magic. So, uh, but those are still very popular things. So, I, I, it would be fun. It, the setting is, is there's so many good settings in in Magic, and there's so many there's so much room to make awesome things. And uh, just, I guess the the, the long-winded overarching of, of this conversation, this particular portion of it is I just don't want them to just keep going back to the same one every single time because there just is so much richness to this game and it needs to be explored, um, you know, and, and give us some maps, damn it. I want some maps. They're getting there. Well, it looks they, like they, they gave us a Dominaria map and a an Ixalan map as well. Yeah. So that yeah. that's going. That's happening. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So let's uh let's segue this into uh maybe something may, you know, maybe I'm the only one that feels this way. But we found there was an announcement day. Uh hey kids there was? jump jump on the internets and, and come watch us tell you all the things. And it was it was a lot of information and it was delivered, and I want to caveat this because I'm going to get ripped up for this, but it was delivered in such a poor way. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying anything about the people involved because they were very talented people um, on, on the Watsy side of the couch and on the other side of the couch, but it just looks so half-assed. I mean, someone was looking down, reading lines the entire time. The jokes were just horrid, um, and it was just so... I don't know. Like we're we're in a we're in an age right now where you could go on and watch Magic the Gathering YouTube uh, content, and it looks like it should be on HBO. I mean, yeah. you 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 can't get away with this when you're Watsy and you have things like Ristic Study, or you have things like you know uh, uh, Command Cast. You just you just can't. It's just not acceptable at this time. And I don't want to harp on on aesthetics because I mean we're doing this over <laughs> a, a Google Hangouts. But I mean, you're the company that's making <laughs> this thing. Uh, put a little bit of damn effort into it. Am yeah. I the only one freaking out about this? Or, um, I mean, I, I think it is maybe a little bit overblown because it is Watsy we're dealing with here. I mean, I, I can still remember 
what was it during pro tour Kaladesh and they brought on a whole bunch of people like hyping up Kaladesh and, and, and I'm just like, that was really cringy. I mean, I, I know Mark Ro Rosewater is a very excitable guy, but even during that video, I'm just like, Oh dear God, I, I wouldn't want to be in the same room as him right now. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, it's, if you, if you ever had, if you ever got a job and you had to watch those dumb training videos for HR, it, that, that was essentially what this video was. It was, you know, I mean, it was very over the top is the best way to put it. Extremely over the top. Over the top and half-assed, though. Like, non-reverse. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, nah, here we go. Here's this. Oh, wait, there's more. Can you tell me about this? Oh, I sure can't. I, I feel like it shouldn't have been an interview-type style announcement. It should have just been just an announcement video. Like, it should have been, not them just trying to interview people. Johnny, chime in. Um... I've got, I, I've been thinking about this one. I, I'm so, as far as the humor, I, I know Megan Maria, I've watched MTA cast in the past and cheesy pun is kind of their brand. And so that, I don't know. I didn't lose sleep over this one. I, it did feel like it was more than just scripted. It's like there were some of the lines. It felt like there were some lines. I almost feel like I'm wondering if it's because people in that setting were not actors or if it's by design because for me it, it's kind of like this is this is hella cheesy this is really cheesy are they doing this on i don't know is it happening on purpose so they get to the art director and when i'm hearing the art director speak and my background is like in, in public speaking and that kind of like breaking down messages and stuff like that it's like her her message seemed a little more natural. It seemed like she wasn't reading lines. She was talking about her projects and with the art projects, with what they're doing with the whole thing. And I almost feel like maybe we're getting trolled here. And and this is <laughs> this is this is all to get people like, oh my god, this is awful presentation. Oh my god, three sets of Ravnica. And then oh yeah, it's fall time in Ravnica. And all I think in that message is seasons matter. And to me, I see. Oh, it's fall in Ravnica. Well, at the very least, when we go back to Ravnica the next time, it's winter, and that's snow-covered lands. Winter is so, coming. Winter's coming, baby. I, you know what? I think I think this is the kind of this is that diamond in the rough. I think when they're talking, I know people are like, "Oh, who cares about the seasons?" Well, if seasons matter in Magic: The Gathering, then something's happening with the land base, and maybe, maybe we're gonna see snow-covered lands in the next five years. <laughs> this, oh, this is setting up snow covered lands. And this or, is, or this, it, listen, we've been told by WatC before. Do you remember yeah. when M17 was coming out and we saw the pack art and everybody was like, oh, this is garbage? And then the spoilers started coming out. And then people couldn't get their hands on it because, oh my God, fetch lands. They're, they might be playing us. So just putting it out there, keep that in the back of your mind. They, they you could be here first, folks. So you heard it here. They're reprinting the Zendikar Fetchlands in Ravnica. <laughs> <laughs> so, so coach, besides the Starbucks on Ravnica carrying pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> most excited. I like that. Did, who was doing that tweet? Oh my God. I, there was, who, somebody was doing that tweet. Something about like some of the planeswalkers and the one from Exelon. What is this? It's pumpkin spice. I need this. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how I saw the how the how i saw the spring announcement was through i was so i was on i was on my xbox and it was on jeremy's channel so i looked at <laughs> unsleeved media and oh god 
It started off as being, you know, I was like, how did Jeremy join? And then he's like, every time they would go talk back and forth, Jeremy would like interrupt as like, oh, that offends me or something like that. But yeah, like looking at the conversation from the girls from Magic the Amateuring and like everyone else, the official Watsy crew, it was like, that was, that was awful. Like, you know, when I talk in conversation, like, and I, I know my fiance, like, doesn't like me doing this, but I, I, I like yell. And I don't know if it's from like the coaching stuff. And she always tells me like, hey, just, <laughs> hey, like volume, like volume, like right now. And it's just like, cause I talk like, I talk like I'm about to yell at one of my players and just like, uh, but it was like, <laughs> I, I think I could have done a better announcement. And I think we, we should pull that off. It's like, oh, here's our, <laughs> hey, John, here's our announcement for Return to Return to Ravnica. It's not we'll too late. The honest trailers <laughs> for it. But yeah, that was like terrible. That was awful. Like, I was like, what the hell are they doing? What but again, they- I don't want I don't want to kill the people involved either because and, and even like Johnny said, that's kind of their brand, at least the, the content creator portion of that video. That that's kind of their brand. But I, I, I have a feeling, and, and like Zuby said, it's coming from Watsi, so it's just it, they probably were the ones that scripted this, of course. It wasn't it probably yeah. The, the girls probably had nothing to do other than read the lines. And that's probably why she had to read the lines. And she's like, man, I'm man. not going to remember any of this schlock. I got to say this. Like, nobody, nobody can like ad lib it. So yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, it was all lossy, but I mean, get, get some, I mean, you, you have like 80 people in creative, put one of those people on your announcement team or something like that. I don't know. It was just, it was so off putting. And, and that's, and that's the thing. I'm just like, all I know is we're returning to returning to Ravnica and it's fall. Oh God. And then like later on, I'm like, Oh wait, that is kind of sweet. Oh wait. Uh, Battle bond and all this stuff. There was kind of, the content was there. It was just the, the delivery the execution. System. Yeah. It was, it was horrible. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and we, we, yeah, we've, we've know, seen worse. <laughs> yes, go back to 1997. Look up some of the old promotional yeah! videos from Magic the Gathering. Hey, those were awesome. <laughs> you want some vintage cringe? Ooh, baby, that's where it's at. Hey, that yeah. had Latin Am on there. You pay your respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, just going in the chat real quick. Langalea says, uh, please do honest trailers for Return to Ravnica. I would cry. Don't ever uh, sell out, fam. Battle Bond, meh. Um, but but it looks freaking awesome. So is, you're gonna you're gonna write the script, right? Who, Anglaire or me? <laughs> well, for the Return of the Ravnica Honest Trailer, hey, we got a request right now. We we might as well seize the opportunity. I, so, I, I can't. Re- I I don't watch Honest Trailers enough, but I can do a good half in the bag script. That, <laughs> John's read it. <laughs> oh my god, that thing was freaking gold. Um. But yeah, it, it, that's a good segue, and we gotta kind of round this out. Um, uh, Battle bond—that that was the other thing that came out of this announcement. Um, and, and we got we got two cards spoiled during the video, and it was this yeah. little green uh, child guy, and then there was this uh, imaginary friend. And the internet just—and it was very reminiscent to when um, Spike came out, in my opinion. People, kind of like uh, the guy Coach was uh, mentioning earlier, flipped out on this. Who is this for? And blah, blah, blah. It's just like, God, oh, my God. So just, just let it breathe. It's just a fucking magic card. Um, <laughs> you but, know the guy has a name, right? It's not like we're <laughs> – he, 
he who shall not be named. This isn't Harry Potter. This it's isn't Voldemort. <laughs> no, so but wrong. we're gonna say his name again. He's just gonna appear like right here, like right next to me. Yeah. Hey, hey, Man. purple was in here earlier. So, um, no, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm serious. It's just like we 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 just as magic players, and I think uh, the the person that said it best was. Um, uh, Jason Alt, uh, name dropping again. He was on the show, and and he was oh, just like, snap. sometimes we just don't kind of deserve this game as as fans. And it's like if that's if if the if the art is what's really pissing you off to that point that you have to immediately go and make a video about it. That's it's a little bit crazy. But let's talk yeah. about Battle Bond as a whole. It looks like it it's pretty freaking stellar so far. Yeah, this I'm I've got spoiler up here and I'm looking at it and Battle Bond, you know what? This is it I think this is one of those scenarios where Richard Garfield was in the building and you bet R and D was taking notes and listening in and looking and <laughs> no, seriously, you look at Battle Bond. <laughs> no, like, no, yeah. It's funny, like DM Cross was on Twitter. I was he posted about this. I asked, like, I wonder if the print run is going to be anything like conspiracy. And then he brings Gavin Verhey into this, and like, we that's a question for Gavin Verhey. And he's like, What do you mean by print ones? Question mark, smiley face. Like, well, I'm not getting any information out of him, but it's basically you look at these cards, you've got doubling season land taxes in here, you've got light chain lightning because being a red player, I'm all in on that, but Seaborn yeah. Muse. You yeah, the, the muses are in here, vigors in here, freaking land tax. Oh, a, land tax. A, a freaking yes. basically functional reprint of Candelabra. Yeah, it, that's that's insane. So yeah, I think this. I think so far, Battle Bonds is solid. I, I'm I'm down with this. What they're doing here, I love the Arena Rector and the new fixed demonic tutor, where basically you sacrifice Arena Rector and you do this whole tutor thing, and basically into the battlefield of planeswalker and then whatever else supports it because why the hell not that's hilarious that just that's that that's an edh table just laughing their asses off yeah of course eric williamson in the chat's a doubling season two it's just it's a greatest hits this is kind of what they were trying to do with master sets in my opinion yeah, I think um, as far as Battle Bond goes, I'll be honest, when it was first announced and it was like a two-headed giant set, I was like, eh, I don't give two shits. You know, at first I really did not care. And then the the first spoiler came out from that announcement video. I'm like, eh, this looks okay. And now that we're in full-blown spoiler season for Battle Bond, I'm honestly hyped for this set. It's I I'm I, I've already got some of my friends since we don't have an LGS anymore. Um, I've already texted my friends like I've bought two boxes. We're drafting this. <laughs> Absolutely, Coach. What do you What do you think? Round us out. Well, I'm looking through the set just like Johnny was. Peregrine Drake, freaking path. Wait, to a Exile. fixed Peregrine. A uh, fixed Peregrine, right? He's up. He's back up to uncommon. Uh, yeah, he's back up to uncommon. Yep. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, he got the Eve symbol. Yeah. Right, when something needs to abandon pauper. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, yeah, like like I and I saw oh, that's right. They got like, banned. Like the, yeah. the hard stuff is like, 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 dude, like, come on. It's like, you haven't, you gotta give this set a chance first. So, but you know, like me personally, like, okay. Like I started, like, if we're going to talk about art, like I started off playing Yu-Gi-Oh and I thought that shit was bonkers, but I was also a kid back then. So it's like, I thought everything <laughs> was cool. So like me, like I, you know, I just moved all my cards into my office. And so like every now and then I'll get like, you know, I'll start looking through my cards. I'll look through the Yu-Gi-Oh card, the old Yu-Gi-Oh cards I have, like Dark Magician, Blue Eyes, like all the old school stuff. And it's like, 
damn, I miss playing stuff like that. I know it's animated and all that, but it's like, damn, I miss this stuff. And then it's like here, it's a different style of art. And it's like, you know, I like I like both of them. I, ha- I don't have a favorite type of art. Like, yeah. it, it, it's just like, that's, that's my preference. I like just, if it looks good, I'll tell you if it looks good. I don't care if it's like, you know, if it's a shitty picture, then it's a shitty picture in, in my perspective. But I don't care if it's like animated or if it's like has this, the painting style to it. You know, if it looks good, it looks good. So yeah. I, I don't want to be on the bandwagon where it's like, oh, magic's better. It, everything has to be better. There's some times where, you know, some Yu-Gi-Oh sets come out like, this is actually like pretty good art. You know, especially like me growing up with like Metal Raiders and the first, you know, first sets of Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like, you know, that's what I grew up on. So it's like, that's what I was used to. I never was never introduced to magic yet. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's to me, like for y'all, you know, that, that's my nostalgia is like looking at the old Yu-Gi-Oh cards sometimes. But if it looks good, it looks good. It doesn't matter to me. So I, I feel like it was kind of a stark contrast. It was like going from Final Fantasy VIII to Final Fantasy IX. And if you guys have played those games, yep. then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. They, they kind of kid it down a little bit. But, I mean, so what? I mean, it, it's a fun set. I think one of the cards is called, like, uh, uh, And the Crowd Goes Wild or something, something crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is a this is a borderline unhinged type feel of a set not not the mechanics because like you said it's wwe and magic yeah absolutely (laughs) i'm just now i'm just you know i'm looking at the set i'm just waiting for someone for what from watsi to be on the next announcement day to come out screaming are you not entertained (laughs) my god that man has a family (laughs) (laughs) it's borderline (laughs) experimental oh man oh fringy yeah, that's it. All right, let's go. Or, 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 hold on, before we go on the next, you know what made that announcement video even better? If you hear glass shatter and Steve Austin just walks down, <laughs> 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 it just, it just and, and and not to be mean or anything, but just I don't know, kicks Gavin in the stomach and Stone Cold stuns him and just walks out. <laughs> oh my! God. Oh man! <laughs> that would have been the best. Absolutely. And with that, we will go to the chat. Uh, Young Corp says, loving the Nirkana Revenant reprint. Absolutely. That thing was oh, getting yeah, way funny. too expensive uh, for EDH. Um, Langalea says, it's definitely designed to be exciting and peppy, but sometimes you just love the gritty stuff. So, so I guess you like the DCEU. Um, Ooh. But oh, I'm... just kidding. Uh, he, and then he said he follows up with, it's John Cena. Um, yeah. Where? <laughs> uh eric williamson uh hey what's up bud? it's he says uh, it definitely leans a bit more to the hearthstone art and that's a fair point you know arena yeah, it, it, it does yeah absolutely that's a hundred percent fair um but yeah that that's it do you guys have anything else to uh talk about B- battle bond before we kind of close out um i've got a preview card coming out tomorrow what oh, preview brand i get to yeah, what's the day and time? Or you got the day? Um, what's the time? It should be coming out at noon Eastern tomorrow. Awesome. Are you going to be uh, doing this yourself, or are you going to have a special guest? Maybe a bottle of water? Oh uh, no, it's um, it's just I've already got the video recorded and ready oh. to go. So <laughs> yeah. sweet. He's already one step ahead of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's, he's a true professional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, well, thank, thank you everyone uh, in the chat for, for joining us for this hour plus. Uh, and again, sorry for the late start time, but we I hope this was fun uh, hanging out with us nerds talking about cardboard. Uh, we're going to go around the table. Where can everyone find you? Let's go. Mr. Coach from the Card Bazaar, where can the good kids find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter at uh, Coach at the Card Bazaar CC. They can also find me on YouTube at uh, just the Card Bazaar, like you were saying. Um, we're at 4,300 subs, and we are trying to get Ravnica, the Ravnica episode out pretty soon. And that'll be from the narrator for that was uh, Vera Dark from Dark Titan Enterprises. So first female voice, 50th episode, Ravnica. They made the announcement that we're going back there. It's hitting a whole bunch of cylinders. Let's go. Awesome. Next on the line, Mr. Johnny Slivers. Thank you so much for joining us for the first time on uh, this rendition of the Hive Mind. Thank you, man. For thank uh, you for having for me. This is this is uh, this is really cool. The beer helps. That definitely helps. I was a little <laughs> nervous about going live here. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Slivers. Pretty quick and simple. And then I'm at I believe it's, M it's uh, KitchenTableMTG.com. Uh, the blog post that I put up there is the Cackling Carnarium. I'm trying to put something up once a week. Just I don't know something magic related and trying to stay in the content creation game while juggling three kids, marriage, life, work, and all that good stuff. Indeed. Oh, I know awesome. that life. Yeah, me too. Uh, and rounding us off, Mr. Zuby from Magic with Zuby. Well, you can find me on my podcast, Magic with Zuby. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. It's also on YouTube if you search for Magic with Zuby. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Magic with Zuby. Um, you can email me with any questions at mtgzuby at gmail.com. You notice I say that a lot? Hey, have you done this before? <laughs> it sounds scripted. I don't know. It's, I've said it so many times. <laughs> Awesome. You could uh, find me, John Dunning, right here on They Said We Said. You could also find me on Twitter at Orzov Dunn, because yes, Orzov. And you could find nope. me on Facebook and Instagram at John Dunning. Uh, real quick, before I let everyone go, I, I do want to say thank you again uh, for to my brother from another mother, Mr. Christian from Northwest Beverage. Thank you so much for letting me sample out the Hive Five on the Hive Mind. Man, all the flavor, but not in this glass. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, I'm going to give this one a 2.5. I got to the second one, and then I just had to kind of throw in the towel. Johnny, what, what would you, on a scale of 1 to 5, real quick, uh, what would you rate your, your Barley and Hop special guest? Uh, my special guest, I definitely give, it's a solid 4, and not because it's a bad beer, but because I've had other products from Long Trail, and when you get there, like, niche crop like the niche craft brew really what did i have they had something called dope flowers they brewed it in a barn i got to have a glass out of the last log that they had so it was a combination of grapefruit cream soda and beer and it was awesome and yeah uh long travel some amazing stuff so double bag it's solid four and they definitely do a lot of other really interesting stuff Excellent, excellent. Uh, and thank you all. Thank my panel for being here for the very first maiden voyage of the buzz, uh, the hive mind, the buzz. So if you guys like this video, share it around the internets, the multiverse, all that. So you can let us know that you want us to do this again. Uh, but for until next time, um, there will be a regular spotlight hive mine next week. And I guess I'll just spoil it right now. That's uh, Miss Tappy Toeclaws, the awesome uh, cosplayer, will be coming on and sharing oh, a beverage. Snap. 
there with me. Yeah, uh, so there I'm very go. excited. Very excited for that episode. But until next time, Planeswalkers, I will see you all in the multiverse.